Hello. Hello. Welcome back to another episode of Metal Gear University. I am T. I'm K. And I, that is the second proper intro that we've ever done. Yeah, we're TK and M. Welcome, welcome. We're, we're getting better with each and every episode. I, I like to think so. Mm-hmm. And you may be listening to this on Spotify or Apple or YouTube. Yes, we have recently ventured forth into another <laughs> form of media. <laughs> I mean, we've been on YouTube before, but we didn't put the podcast on YouTube. And so. like people were asking for that. I think it just and it's more accessible to some people while they're working. And Tom, you made a nice little edit of, you know, Solid Snake picking our podcast from the iPod. I, I thought it was a cute little idea. And I happen to notice that other like Metal Gear content creators out there, they, they haven't really done that before. Mm. And I'm like, yo, it's sitting right there. It's pretty good. He, What iPod does he have in four? Is it a Nano? It might have been one like the first gen iPods. Because it has the little circular. It came out, MGS4 came out in like 07. Oh my God. Like around there, like 07, 08. I forget exactly the year. So I think it might have <laughs> been like gen one iPod shit. Well, he's listening to this crisp, perfected audio on his iPod gen one. But Tom, thank you for doing that. It's been cool. And we've gotten some people, some more eyes on it. So if you're listening from YouTube, thank you so much. Much appreciated. Mm-hmm. But we are recording this episode on New Year's Eve, which is... Pretty wild. <laughs> the hustle never stops, baby. <laughs> Yo, we in this for life. Yo. Yo up. You can't see the signs of throwing up, but throwing up signs. You're, you're out there resting. I'm out here grinding. <laughs> Yo, we all got the same 24 hours. <laughs> we all got the same 24 hours. Yo, there's... Okay, Tom and I used to do CrossFit, and we used to see people post... They go to, like, two CrossFit classes, and they're like, Yo, we got the... You got the same 24 hours as me and look what I'm doing. It's like, okay, you did one CrossFit class. Like, calm down. I mean, you know, people do CrossFit. They make it their whole personality. CrossFit is kind of fun, though. It It is. It's, <laughs> but like, much like a lot of things, you get people who are just like a little too into it and they make it not fun for everyone else. Talk about little too into it as we make a Metal Gear specific podcast. <laughs> yes, but here, here's the thing. And this is important. We don't make it not fun. Mm-hmm. There are things that I've seen on the internet. Yeah, from of, like people of like who like different like they make certain things their personality. Yeah, and like they make a certain medium their whole shtick, and then it's to, it, it gets to a point where I'm like, dude, do you even like this anymore? Yeah. Like, yo, calm down. It's okay. No, and I feel like that kind of leads into like. You know, since this is New Year's Eve, I, you know, I did want to ask you if you have a New Year's resolution, but I feel like my New Year's resolution is I just want to bring more positive energy. It sounds so corny, but I just want to bring more positivity to like this Metal Gear space. And then also just like in general, because I feel like my Twitter, my timeline's a lot of just anger. I I couldn't agree anymore. I mean, I, I even see it in the Metal Gear community. It's just like a lot of people who are like still bitter over the, the uh, Kojima Konami situation. I know you'd be on Reddit and you'd be like arguing people. I don't like argue, argue. He argues. No. You okay? Yeah. No. <laughs> I don't really argue. <laughs> no, I know, but you 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 try to bring a different energy to a lot of posts yeah. you see. No, it, it like I've uh, I mean I'm, I'm sure people who are listening to this on the regular they're probably on the Metal Gear subreddit. And sometimes it is a show over there. Really? It's just like a, a, a lot of people who just need to touch grass. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's okay. <laughs> it's it's okay. Um, so, I, like, I, I'm just, I'm of the opinion that it's okay 
to have fun. I like these games and I like uh, the story of these games. And I want to bring new fans into this series by any means necessary. Yes, because you always say this and you're saying like this fan base is really old. Yes. And look, I- I'm saying this as an old fuck myself. Okay. <laughs> Here, and, and, and to all the old fucks listening to this, hear me out. We are probably on the younger side of 30 at the youngest and the older we're probably pushing 50 we need we, we need we need young people <laughs> like like not just because like oh we're old and young people are cool but like if we want this series and this story to live on we need like like solid snake says at the oh go ahead uh not 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 too spoilery but like he says at one point we need to learn to pass the torch we got we to gotta pass that torch, man. Yeah, pass the torch and be willing to pass it. And I think that's part of it, too, to be welcoming. You know, mm-hmm. we got a comment on YouTube recently. And this person, I was like, can I please share this comment? Can I please um, let people, sh- you know, like sh- share this? Because they said that they're playing Metal Gear Solid 2 for the first time this year. And it's in- that is so cool. They started, they said they were too young but they tried playing Metal Gear Solid 5 when it came out, and that was their first one. Mm-hmm. And now they just finished Metal Gear Solid 1. They're doing two, and they're listening along to the podcast. And they're able to do it because of this collection that just came out. Because, like, you know, people who are on the older side, they have, a, like, a little bit of disposable income. They can get a retro system that is overpriced because the, metro, the retro market sucks. Yeah. But that's a whole other animal. <laughs> Like there, there are people who only have like a PS4 and then like maybe like a PS5 or PC or something. Yeah. And this is the first time people who are like, what, like under the age of 25 are really experiencing these games on their own. And I think that is such a cool development. No, it's going to be cool to see all the fan art for me, the fan fiction, all the content, because it's just, again, you're passing the torch to people with new ideas who are influenced by current things happening in society. They'll have their own you know, understanding of the games and the series. Mm-hmm. But I mean, to bring it back a little bit, talking about like new blood, like new blood, <laughs> new energy. What is your news resolution? You have one? You know, you put me on the spot. I'm not 100 percent. But if if I was to say anything right now, um, I would just want to reach as many new people as possible to get them to be excited <laughs> for, metal gear. for metal gear and I, I i hope that if not our channel or our spotify thing or apple or where, wherever we may be or wherever you may be listening to this that if it's not us it's someone else or something else because this is a cool it's a cool thing and i feel that it it does not deserve to fade away, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> okay, I, I appreciate that. I mean, and this leads into my next question for you. Mm. As we go into 2024, do you have any hopes for this year, for this upcoming year? One, for you, and two, for the series? Let's see. I mean, for me personally, I mean, I've been trying to, like, uh, better myself in terms of, like, uh, employment. Uh, I'm, I've been I've been trying to do like video editing stuff, and I mean, if you visit our YouTube channel, like I'm trying to, you know, I- expand my my talents, so to speak. <laughs> um, so I'm hoping to get some sort of like freelance work as a video editor. If anybody out there knows any way, yeah, just feel free to contact me. Um, 
And what was the second half? I'm sorry. And then your hopes for the series in the new year. My hopes for the series in the new year. My only hope is that Delta doesn't suck. <laughs> yeah, there's no release date yet for the Metal Gear Solid 3 re- remake, which is called Delta. Yeah. Um. So just for new people coming in. Yeah. I mean, for me personally, like the Master Collection was the real prize. All of these games are more or less preserved for life. And that mm-hmm. that's that's incredible to me. But in order for like this series and this story to progress forward, it needs something new. And I know Delta is like a remake, but like I, like the RE2 remake, oh I, I, I feel like it brought a lot of new life into Resident Evil. And like I know that like RE7 did it, but I feel like RE2 remake lit like this huge light that yes. brought in a lot of new fans. Yes. And then like three got a little nervous because three was kind of eh. And then they brought it right back with four remake. Mm-hmm. So no, I agree. Hopefully this will, it'll be the kind of the same energy we get from Delta. Yeah. That's what I'm hoping for. Also, you know, a aspiring actor. So yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. You know what? I'll, I'll put that too. My hopes for the new year are yes, Tom, as an expi- aspiring actor, as a hard worker, I hope anything that you work hard for is um, the energy gives right back to you. Thank the you. hard work you put in goes right back into you. Um, yeah, you know, Kojima Productions, if, 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 if you're listening. I'm not terrible. <laughs> you know, and I feel like I was laughing because in the last episode I said, oh, you know, can give Tom an audition. I didn't even ask for them to give you a role. I just said to give you just an give, audition. Give me a... Let you... I, made, yo, I gave you an offer to work for it. Like... Yeah, to be completely honest, even having, like, the chance to, like, audition... Yeah. That'd be kind of... That, that's kind of sick. That'd be that's, sick. That's a cool experience. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't want that. Please give it to Tom. Please. I don't, I don't want that. And, you know, like, um, it, if I let my hair get greasy enough and I, I grow out my facial hair a little bit, I, I could look like a young Norman Reedus... You have to squint a little. I bit I gotta more. squint a little bit. Like, I, but I feel like I can do it. If if you're making like a prequel game, you could you could like map me. Ooh, that'd be kind of cool. That'd be kind of cool. Um, but my hopes in the new year, I yeah, similar to you, like job wise, I hope I, I just want a little bit more money to buy more games <laughs> and, and and cosplays. Um, but yeah, I I feel like for the new year, as far as the series, I'm really looking forward to Metal Gear Solid Con Two. I think that's in the works. I'm looking forward to that. I think the convention, the second iteration is going to be better than ever. And I oh, think yeah. too, with the Metal Gear Solid Master Collection coming out, it will have new people coming in there. So I'm looking forward to that. And I think the same. I'm I'm curious to see how Delta is. I will say curious just because I'm nervous, but I'm curious and I'm, I'm hoping we get some kind of trailer this year or, uh, or at least a release date. If it's not 20, the end of this year, 2025. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm just like, please don't suck. Just please don't suck. I, we have no basis for it. All we have is our fears of Konami. Yeah. But um, we got to wait and see. That's all we can do. You know, I don't want to sit here. I think like you said earlier about like being positive. I don't want to go down the spiral of like assuming the worst. Yeah. Because that's a very easy spiral to go into. I just want to wait and see. Yeah. As of right now, mm-hmm. um, graphically, it looks impressive. Mm-hmm. They definitely like updated the the controls. It, it looks more or less like five. I would only hope that they adjust the the maps and the enemies accordingly. Mm, it's very specific. Because like, uh, don't want to get too much into the weeds on this. 
But when they did Twin Snakes, uh, the, the remake to Metal Gear Solid 1, for those who might not be aware. Yeah, it was released on GameCube. They more or less like recreated everything one to one, but the gameplay was the same style as Metal Gear Solid 2. And that led to some sort of like things that you could kind of like break the game. Like, do you remember like the Ocelot uh, boss fight where you have to run around and shoot him? Yes. In Twin Snakes, you could literally go into first person view and just shoot him directly across the room. And it kind of defeats the purpose of the fight. I see. And, And there's like instances of that. So I hope they mitigate those types of things. When it was announced, hopefully they spend this whole year working on it. Hopefully they keep that in mind. Hopefully. Yeah, and for those who are new to the series and interested, Twin Snakes is a very expensive game. It is only released on the GameCube. I think it was co-produced or um, Silicon... Yeah, Silicon Knights. Silicon Knights worked on it. Um, Silicon Knights has also made the lesser known but amazing game eternal darkness which i'm a big fan of um and that company went under so twin snakes is stuck on the gamecube yeah it's uh essentially lost media so, essentially uh, I, eventually it will right well like lost media to me is like it's it's completely unaccessible right yeah i mean it's accessible but it's it's <laughs> it's very very specific yeah it's but anyway, but yeah, for, for those interested and want to like peek at that. But with that, I mean, happy New Year's Eve. Thank you so much for tuning in. We're going to be releasing this on, I think, New Year's. This will be released on... Day, day after New Year's Day? So January 2nd. At that point also, we're going to be on another podcast that's going to be released on... Or ha- that has already been released. Yes. New Year's Day. New Year's Day. We were on... The Metal Gear Resurrections podcast, talking to Johnny about our love for the series and, um, you know, our backs our backstory into making this podcast. So if you're interested, definitely check out Metal Gear Resurrections. And for new fans, it's a lot of talk about the entire series, so it might be a little bit spoilery. Yeah, it might be might be spoilery, but I would say that it is worth a listen to because the paths of conversations oh my god is fascinating johnny has a weird knack of starting a conversation in a completely normal way like oh hey uh nice weather we're having right and then it goes into something completely nuts like the the migration patterns of geese or something like, you know what i mean just like we we start a conversation and we're like how how the f- did we get here yeah <laughs> Yeah, no, it's it's very funny. Johnny was so easy to talk to. Mm-hmm. And that's definitely another podcast. If you're not already listening to that, definitely check out Metal Gear Resurrections. But with that, everybody, happy new year. Thank you so much for starting off your, your year with us. And I think we're ready to get to the episode, part three of Metal part, Gear Solid 2. Part, oh, yeah, it is part three. Mm-hmm. Part three of Metal Gear Solid 2, part two of the plant. <laughs> part three slash part two. Oh, it's, that's just as confusing as this game is. <laughs> but first. Huh? You know what time it is. What time is it? It's pop quiz time. The last pop quiz of the year. Oh, wow. The last pop quiz of 2023. Are you ready? I am. But uh, who who is saying the questions this time around? You know what? Mm? We should flip a coin. Oh, a coin. that's fun. <laughs> that's what that genuine? That's neat. Okay, flip a coin. Okay. Oh, wait, wait. We didn't say who gets what. Well, I didn't, I didn't show it okay. yet. Okay. What do you want? Heads. Heads what? Heads, I go. Tails, you go. Okay. Tails. So I go. What does that mean, go? 
I'm going to read the questions, Tom. <laughs> now time for the pop quiz. Okay. Tom. Yes. T. Yes. This pop quiz has five questions. Are you ready? I am ready. Are you ready? I definitely am not. <laughs> and I am not even answering these questions. When I ask the question, mm-hmm. please give a brief moment to ponder and then answer the question. I will. Okay. okay. I'm going to give everybody listening yeah. a chance yeah. to respond. Yes. Because everybody course. should be answering the questions. I have gotten nobody's score, so I am assuming everyone's getting a five out of five. That's very kind of you. I'm assuming everyone's getting zeros. <laughs> I hope you don't get a zero this time around. Pop quiz question oh. number one. Oh my God. What is the strut that a Raiden infiltrates on? Well, uh, Raiden uh, goes... Into the water, he goes into a hole in the oil fence, and he ends up at the bottom of strut A. Correct. Oh, wow. Good job. Thank you. Question number two. Mm. What is Fortune armed with? Remember, Fortune is that woman we saw on the bridge that was essentially immune to all the weapons thrown at her. Yeah, bullets, no bullet can hit her. Grenades. The, the the grenade didn't work. It was dud. So what is she armed with? Uh, she is armed with something. Uh, it it was big. It was a big gun. It was a very big gun. Is that passing? No. No. It was a um a rail gun. Correct. Oh, thank you. Thank you. You're lucky I gave you um, some leeway. That won't happen again. Okay. But correct. Okay. Question number three. Mm. What is the president's name in this game? Hmm. The president's name. Very American name. Davy Crockett? No. No. Uh, Johnny Appleseed? No. You said that these are very American names. Yeah, I kind of regret saying that. Um, President Kumacho. Who's that? He was in uh, uh, Idiocracy. Oh, I... It was Terry Crews and he was... I never watched President Kumacho. It's a good name. All right. Uh, but the president is uh, called James Johnson. Correct. Thank you. Correct. Question number four. I'm keep, we're keeping it moving. All right. What is the name of the group that took over the big shell? Let's see. The group that took over the big shell. Let's see. It wasn't. It you was, know the answer. I know. I'm. You said to give time for hey, people you're to get too much time. Okay, fine. A dead cell. It was dead cell. <laughs> you're playing with me now. All right. Am I correct? You are correct. Thank you. <laughs> Last question. In this game, I have a little paragraph for the question. Mm. In this game, we've seen things with our own eyes. And we've also been told things that go against what we've seen. Mm-hmm. Tom. Mm-hmm. T. Yes. I'd like for you to name two inconsistencies we've run into so far in this game. Okay. Um, well, I'm just going to dive right into it since, um, you don't want me to stall for the viewers because, uh, stalling is wrong 
And I believe that stalling for uh, the viewers is kind of like holding their hand a little bit too much because if you stall a little bit, uh, uh, it, it comes out a little forced, you know? You think you're so funny, don't you? A little bit. Oh my God. Um, okay. Uh, one inconsistency um, right off the bat is that we're told that Solid Snake blew up the oil tanker, but we knew that he didn't because we literally played as Solid Snake earlier and it was Ocelot who did it. A second inconsistency is we were also told that the tanker spilled a massive amount of oil. And that was the whole reason for Big Shell to be made in the first place. To contain that oil spill. To contain the oil spill. However, while playing as Solid Snake, you go into the tanker holds and there is no oil there. What's it's, there? Um, well, there are three holds. Uh, two of them just contain a ton of marines and then in the last one it was metal gear there's no oil at all so a little weird mm -hmm. it almost makes you think why they built the big shell but we don't know we don't know you are correct and thank you for reminding us of those last those i mean just two inconsistencies mm -hmm. so just keep just keep that in mind as we go on with this episode cool that's great you got five out of five great yeah, job Tom. thank you great thank job you, thank you very much and with that, we continue on with Metal Gear Solid 2. So you were going to go to strut B now, and now you're diverted, right? You're going to strut C? Yeah. Going to strut C. And you enter into like this like, kind of cafeteria area as you traverse. Yeah, it seems like the mess hall, more or less. Yes, that's a good description. You go in there, and you see some some guy on the... Kind of like he's like on his knees, right? Hiding, it looks like. Yeah, it looked like he was doing something. I don't know. He's uh, fixing something or... Maybe he was getting a snack. I don't know what, the, what he was doing. But Raiden goes in and he's like, yo, who are you? <laughs> and uh, this dude's just like, yo, calm down. I came in with the Bravo team. Yeah, like, I'm not part of the NYPD. I'm like, please, chill. Um, got a gun pointed at him. And then who else comes in? But Pliskin. Pliskin comes in and he's like, yo, he's not one of the bad guys. Just calm down. Calm down. Again, great. Right, it's so reassured. Like, right, I feel like it's, he's so supported in this mission. Mm. Everybody's just saying the right things to him. Yeah. <laughs> and you find out that the guy who's in this mess hall, his name is Peter Stillman, and he's a bomb expert. He is the bomb expert that you were supposed to find. Great. Pliskin knows a lot about him. He knows, like, his background. Apparently, Stillman was a Navscovio lecturer. Uh, I think he said uh, Navscovio Indian head. Lecturer? Uh, I believe so, and he was a consultant for the NYPD bomb squad. Okay, so this is an ex expert in his field. Yes. Expert bomb disposal person. Um, what happened, though, was that he actually was in retirement, and they brought him back in. They did, because uh, he taught Fat Man, who was a member of Dead Cell. Yes, they, yes, he taught Fat Man, and, but he was in retirement because he actually had a failed mission where he was supposed to dispose, um, dispose of a bomb in a church. Mm -hmm. And he fell and it blew up. And yes. mad people died. And he lost his leg. Mm-hmm. So he's only back to stop his student. Like, he's still reeling from the pain, both physically and mentally, of that church um, bomb failure. Mm -hmm. But like you said, Fat Man, who was one of the Dead Cell members, is one of his students. Mm -hmm. Or was one of his students. And he... He's viewing this as a, a chance to uh, redeem himself. To, it, like, if I could take down Fat Man, it could somehow 
uh, atone for that that big mess up I had. That's really and it was sad because it was um you know it's it was a mistake. He didn't do it on purpose. Like mm-hmm. you know it was you're an expert, but sometimes things don't go as as you plan. Mm-hmm. The thing with Fat Man though, um, Stillman student, is that this person is like a bomb prodigy. Yeah, he's he is a one of a kind, a once in a generation kind of bomb person. <laughs> he's known as the Emperor of Explosives. That's like a can, nickname. Yo, can you imagine being called that? I am the Emperor of Explosives. Not even that though. Can you imagine? Part of Fat Man's lore is that he built an atomic bomb at the age of 10. I refuse to believe that he literally did that. Where did he find... Was no. it uranium? Yeah, where did you find the uranium, kid? The dark web. Like, Some dark web. Like, what the hell? Everybody was on Neopets, and he's like, bigger plans. Like, most countries struggle. Like, there are countries right now trying to build a, a, a nuclear weapon, and they they're, they're struggling to do it. You said this earlier, but maybe he had like the blueprints. Maybe he just like made like the. Yeah, I don't know if <laughs> I don't know if this is confirmed or not. But my my personal headcanon is that he designed a nuclear bomb. Atom- atomic and nuclear same thing, right? Uh, yeah. 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 It's <laughs> big boom. Big boom. Big boom bomb. So he designed one. He had the blueprints, but he didn't have the uranium or. Yeah, because like I don't know what you're selling lemonade, and you're like, I like to buy uranium, please. <laughs> like what? What? You're farming Bitcoin. I mean, if he's building these plants, he's probably farming Bitcoin. Maybe. At the age of 10. Also, like, what are you, 10 years old? What are you you doing? You you play with Legos or something? Yo, he just jumped. You know how, like, kids sometimes, like, like to burn stuff? He was like, nah. (laughs) That's not enough. (laughs) I want to explode stuff. I need to, I need this to explode. Um. (laughs) Batman was definitely the kind of kid that strapped firecrackers to his action figures. I was going to say to cats. Like, he was... I feel like this... No. The Emperor of Explosives. I feel like if you try to blow things up, I don't I don't think... You, you're trying to see some shit. That's true. I'm sorry. I don't mean to do this bad, dark lore for Fat Man. I mean, you're probably right if we're being up front. You're probably right about him. Also, I will say this right now. I love his name because I don't know if he's a, he's a, he's a big, fat guy, but um, I like a nickname that reclaims, like... Because, you know, people use fast derogatory, but it's like, no, nah, I'm Fat Man. I'm a... Like, well, you also know why he's called Fat Man. It's the name of a bomb, too, right? It's the name of the bomb dropped on Hiroshima. <gasps> Never mind. He's not reclaiming anything. <laughs> I hope he's ugly when we see him. <laughs> and ugly just in face, not in anything else. Just I'm not describing his body type as ugly, just his face and his personality. I understand. Ugly. I understand. I forgot about that. Why? You see, he was definitely exploding cats. <laughs> You're going to name yourself after a terrible, one of the worst tragedies in the human existence? Yes. Oh, yes. I hate him. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, continuing on, you know, you get that lower dump about Fat Man. Um, afterwards, Peter Stillman, who's the bomb expert we met, he looks at Pliskin and he's like, I didn't see you at the briefing. I, you, you can't be part of SEAL Team 10. And uh, Pliskin just awkwardly goes, oh, yeah, I'm with another squad. Uh, I'm Pliskin. Uh, nice to meet you, sir. <laughs> okay. And no one right doesn't say anything. Stillman doesn't check him. It continues on. Stillman speaks about how there's, um, there's hostages mm-hmm. and how there's an engineer that's I think this is really important. Like, what, what's the point of him mentioning the engineer? Uh, they said that they brought him in to help get past security measures. Mm. Oh, yes. Okay. To help, yeah, to help with the operation. 
Um, it's just like really good engineer. And they, they show um, the engineer on the screen as Stillman's talking. And it looks like someone very familiar. Yeah, it kind of looks like Otacon. It's not I don't confirmed, know. but I don't you know, know, maybe. Very interesting. But he's alive. Yeah. And we should like be worried about that. We should really like, you know, that's he's someone out, else. He's out there somewhere. So um he's here too. Um anyway, you continue on. Stillman provides you a method to stop bombs. We find out there's bombs planted all throughout um the big shell. Yeah. Apparently there's a bomb on every strut. And the SEAL team's mission was to try to disarm all of these bombs along with trying to rescue the president. It was a lot of <laughs> all different mission objectives. Um, Stillman gives you the skill of freezing the bombs. He's like, freezing the bombs is a great way to stop them. Yeah, it, it doesn't defuse them outright. Uh, what it does is freeze the, I, I suppose, like the trigger process because mm-hmm. yeah the timer stops there's a bomb in the room with you guys yeah and he freezes it and like a timer stops everything yeah and he says that it it will be ineffective for 24 hours and they're both like okay yeah that's enough time to do whatever we gotta do and then leave yeah um stillman gives you what's called an ion mobility spectrometer and it's going to help you find these bombs that fat man created because um, this spectrometer, it recognizes ionized gas that's emitted by the C4, but it also picks up the scent of cologne. Apparently, Fat Man's signature in his mad scientist mind <laughs> is to put cologne on his bombs. His cologne. Yeah. Come on. I hate him already. <laughs> I hate him already so much. Um, what's funny though, is that we hear all this horrible things. Fat man has this terrible nickname, but Stillman is like, I look at fat man like a son. He was, I taught him, I taught him all the skills, but I, I never had any children. He was one, he felt like one to me, but I never told him what things are important to pass on. I never gave him. Yeah, no, he, he definitely comes off like one of those parents that had a kid that went a little too weird off the internet. (laughs) And he's like, I don't know where I went wrong with my boy. <laughs> I love him, but I know he's he's done some t- some horrors, some I, terrors. I I saw that he was watching Andrew Tate. I didn't know what would happen. I now he's now he's a nightmare. Bo- <laughs> boys will be boys. But boys now- will be boys, but now now boy is man. <laughs> man is bad. <laughs> I don't know what this character is, but I'm like that's fat man. <laughs> That that mean that was Fat Man. That was that was um Peter Stoy. Yeah, he's like I don't my boy. I don't know where I went wrong with him. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's funny because like he loves him in a sense, but he's like I have I'm the only one that can stop him. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think it's part to like his relationship with him as a son, but also like you said, writing that wrong of the church explosion, which I feel bad that he holds that. You know what I mean? Because he did it on purpose. Yeah, he he def- it it's definitely something that weighs on his conscience. Mm-hmm. You know. So, but he's here to help you and, you know, you're tasked, along with Pliskin, you're all tasked to, like, um, freeze all the C4. Yeah. Uh, Pliskin is going to defuse all the bombs in Shell 2, mm-hmm. which is basically the opposite end of the structure. Yeah. And Ryan's job is to freeze all of Shell 1, which is conveniently where you're at right now. So. And you got that spectrometer, so it shows you how many are there. a couple. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Afterwards, Pliskin's like, okay, I'm, I'm gonna go. Pliskin leaves first. Um, before you get to going, Stillman's like, I'm, I'm gonna talk to you real quick. 
I don't think Pliskin is who he says he is. That man's no seal. I don't even think he's a Navy man. What? And Ryan's like, say what? <laughs> huh? <laughs> what? What now, God? What now? And he, he more or less says that um, lieutenants don't go into the fields. They, mm. they order uh, their men from like a safe position off site and they order them around with those headsets. I feel like we can explain that away. That's okay. That's one thing though, uh-huh. but that's I feel like an easy explanation. Yeah. Um, we forgot to mention, but uh, Pliskin just randomly says like who dares wins and simplify. He has like little, like, like a models. He yeah. Says. Like little catchphrases. Mm-hmm. And then who dares wins is from the British Special Air Service, which is like, there are two completely different branches of the military from two completely different countries. Stillman's like, I don't I don't know who he is. And Ryan is like, do you think he's part of the terrorist? And Stillman's like, I don't think he's part of the terrorist, but you might be. <laughs> yeah, he I, said, he said if, I had, if I had to bet money, I'd bet on you being the weirdo. I was like, damn. So then why confide in me? Like, oh, Fuck me? Okay. Like, why confide in me if you think I'm a terrorist, but you want to complain about him? I bet you if Stillman and Snake were alone, they'd just talk mad shit about oh, Ryden. I, oh, I bet. Like, I mean, look at his little tight outfit. Look yeah, at, yeah, that, that's what I was about to say. Look at his hair. I mean, like, Stillman looks like a normal guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pliskin looks like a normal... Like, if I was to envision somebody, like, okay, I'm infiltrating a thing, yeah. I envision somebody that looks like Pliskin. Mm-hmm. Raiden is a very pretty man with long, flowy hair. The tightest suit. The tightest can... suit. It shows off his curves very nicely. <laughs> and it's like, who the hell are you, yeah, man? Who, who are you? <laughs> like, I would be like, yo, are you even dressed for the occasion right now? What are you doing? They talk so much shit when they're together. <laughs> I bet you on the codec, they're like, yo, yo you saw him? Yo, talking mad shit. But... <laughs> After that, I mean, what do you say to, like, Stillman just called him a terrorist and Ryan just eats that. And he's like, okay. It's like, whatever, man. Okay. Um, let, me go, let me go freeze these bombs. Um, You begin freezing bombs. Like, you begin going, right? Like, you yeah. Go? Uh, they're, they're planted in very odd locations. Like, one is planted, like, on the roof of the women's bathroom. <laughs> There's one that's, like, just behind a door. It's just yeah. completely random. And uh, Stillman is like, this is weird. If you were to uh, try to blow up the big shell, you'd want to plant them in very specific areas. And these are just completely random locations that wouldn't do serious damage. And he said he knows how Fat Man is. He's like, this is not his like MO. Yeah. Like Fat Man would definitely, like you said, plant them in very st- strategic areas. So he's confused. Mm-hmm. He's like, this is... This is weird. This is weird. But... He doesn't tell you to stop. You keep going. Um, you continue on. And as you navigate the structures, you run into, and I'll say it, Olga. Mm-hmm. You run into Olga Golukovich. From the tanker chapter. And she's up there talking to someone. She's like uh, above, like up some, la- up some stairs. So you're sneaking. You see her. You, you hide and you listen in. And she's here and she's talking to this guy. And she's like, I saw a ninja, a cyborg, one with a sword. And the guy she's talking to is like, what? Oh. He's like, you sure it's not an Arsenal Tengu? What is that? Who the hell knows? Future Tom? I knew what it was, but it's a spoiler, so I'm playing dumb. That's it.
I hope he knows. Oh, oh, I know future time. I I know. <laughs> so she's like, I saw a cyborg with a sword. The guy's like, you sure it's not that? And she's like, no, I know what I saw. Then she's like, oh, I also saw a man hiding under a cardboard box. He's like, what? It's like, I've seen someone use that box trick before. <laughs> He's like, we're going to leave a trap on the Shell 2 connecting bridge. And after that, Raiden confronts her. And he's like, you're part of Dead Cell. I have, stay where you are. And she's like, Dead Cell? Ew. Yeah, she's like, how dare you? I'm not gross. Yeah, how dare you say that? And then she does a sick flip and she escapes. She dives like 20 feet. I don't know where she goes. Like, if you look in the game and you see where she dives, I don't know where the hell she goes. Like in the ocean? No, she, it's not in the ocean, but like, it looks like a 50 foot drop. I don't know how she got up. I mean, before, last time we saw her, she was on the ship that, that sank, so... I don't know, maybe she's like a cyborg now. I mean, we met a we, we met a vampire. We met someone who can't get shot by bullets. O- Olga. Yeah, you know what? That's probably, like, the least odd thing so far. She just jumped and disappeared. Mm-hmm. But also, great job, Raiden, um, confronting someone and apprehending them. Lovely. Also, it's a covert mission, so now she knows. Yeah, now she knows that you're here. Oh, my God. These VR missions. They didn't teach him well. They did not teach him well. I don't think they're working. Nope. <laughs> I don't know. I want to know what his score was. Because I know that th- the VR missions. Don't you get rankings? Or you like, do get ranks. I. You think he passed with flying colors? I don't know. <laughs> he just said he completed. So. Yeah. A lot of us completed college. A yeah. lot of us completed high school. <laughs> Doesn't really say you were good at it. Mm-mm. But she knows you're there now. And she's she's gone. What are you gonna do now? Just whatever. Mm-hmm. Riding continues to uh, disarm these bombs, and he gets a call from someone calling themselves Deep Throat. <laughs> it's, Say, like, it's on a codec too, and you don't see who the person is that's y- calling. Yeah, much like Metal Gear Solid One, it's the same exact thing, and they're also warning you about Claymore mines in the area. Exactly the same. It's exactly the same. Um, yeah, and this person is like, oh, call me Deep Throat. And even Raiden, he was brief a little bit. He's like, isn't Deep Throat from Shadow Moses? And they're like, uh, just call me Mr. X then. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> I am a fan. Right? I'm, I'm a fan of yours. Something like that. Yeah. It's, it's honestly, very, like you said, very similar to Gray Fox. Yeah, and even Ryan's like, why does it matter whether I call you Mr. X or Deep Throat? And then they're just like, never mind about that. <laughs> Raiden, of course, calls Colonel, and he's like, what the hell? And Colonel's like, I don't know who that person was, but I can tell you it's a burst transmission, which means that whoever was calling was calling from big the big shell. Like, yeah, inside the base. Mm-hmm. So they talk about Gray Fox and how it can't be him because he's dead, and we we saw him die. Like, mm-hmm. we he got crushed. Yeah, he he's this n- impossible. So... Okay, another nod to Metal Gear Solid, but what can we do at this point? What what can Raiden do? He still has a mission. Mm-hmm. Um, Raiden uses that knowledge, though, when he crawls across. Yeah, I mean, they weren't lying. There were Claymore mines. And you don't see them, right? When you play this, it's just like... They said that they're equipped with stealth camouflage. Oh, of course. That's a terrible, terrible thing. Mm-hmm. So you have to crawl across, and as you crawl over them, you pick them up, too, which is kind of cool. Yeah, it's a neat little uh, gameplay mm-hmm. thing. So now you have Claymore Mines. That's kind of nice. That's cool. And I, I feel like um, 
you've used mines before in older Metal Gear games. Like, you know, I can imagine like they could be used in a it, boss fight. and Yeah, they're know. pretty useful in, in bosses that move around a lot. Mm-hmm. So, cool we have those now. Um, you're defusing bombs, picking up bombs, having conversations with Rose. Mm-hmm. Um, and you get actually a cute little conversation as you're navigating, finding these bombs. Rose is like, Jack, do you remember the day we met? Oh. Um, first of all, why are they talking about personal stuff on the job? Hey, 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 sorry, sorry, sorry. You're right. You're right. That's <laughs> this is this is what Colonel was talking about. That this is this is why the operative in Shadow Moses was able to succeed. So we got to be emotional for the mission. Yes. Okay, whatever. Um, Jack and Rose. So Ryden and Rose. They met because <laughs> so they were in New York City. Um, first, Rose says she was in front of Federal Hall, and some tourists came up to her. A Japanese tourists came up, and they were like. Which building was it that King Kong climbed up? And I think she says that it was... The Chrysler. The Chrysler building. And Ryden just happens to be walking by. And he's like, wrong. Yo, he's just irked. I don't know what... And mind your business, first off. (laughs) My man. I feel... (laughs) He just jumped in the conversation. (laughs) I feel like, like he just heard that and he was like, do they not know? Like, Do they not fucking know? You stupid bitch. Like, I, and he just jumps in the conversation. It's like, he climbed on the Empire State. It's on the poster. It's it's in the zeitgeist. Also, I know he probably was being OD because Rose says that they started arguing in front of the tourists and the tourists eventually left. Yeah. So they were just fighting. They they were arguing and then they went their separate ways. <laughs> so just some a Tuesday ruined. Yeah, <laughs> so. just, that's just New York, man. That's New York. <laughs> just like on the subway, like just hate you. <laughs> but of course, it being New York and like stuff like this has happened, they find out that they work at the same place. The next day, they see each other at work. How funny! Very weird. Very weird. Um, they hit it off, I guess. I guess after a night's rest, they calm down. Mm-hmm. They joke about it. And they actually go to the Empire State Building together. And they find out that, yes, Ryan was right. <laughs> Lovely. Yeah, they, they find out because they go back to Rose's apartment after going to the Empire State Building. And they watched King Kong over and over again. All right. Yeah, yeah I, bet, I bet that's what they were doing. Right? Over and over again. Yeah, they watched, yeah, little Netflix and... Little, little, little King Kong and chill. Huh? <laughs> yeah, of course. That beautiful first date. Especially, uh, he said, we didn't sleep till morning. Yeah, we didn't sleep till morning. Like, oh, all right. Okay. All right, Ryan. Damn, these all, all, these, all these messages are being recorded too. But you know, and also too, you know these kind of missions, people are always listening in. Oh, like, yeah. There's some intern like, taking notes. They're like, oh, shit. They're like, yo. <laughs> they had <laughs> all night underline underline oh. <laughs> yo kinda, yo they were getting it in kind of spicy so that was their first date which is cute mm-hmm. um cute first story i i liked it i, I it was kind of cute um <laughs> but yeah rose just she just came with that and then um she's like okay bye like it was just like they talk about that they laugh about Watching King Kong all night and sleeping in the morning, whatever. And then she's like, okay, that's it, Jack. Bye. And like hangs oh, up. All right. It was very weird, right? Wasn't it abrupt? It's very abrupt. I mean, like, she's just always talking like, oh, do you remember what day tomorrow is? Do you remember what day? Hey, do you remember the day we met? All right, bye. Yeah, it's like, oh, okay. Like, okay, I, I wonder why she's calling me. Whatever. <laughs> um, she's calling to distract you. Yeah, right. 
you eventually get the information from Pliskin that the bombs were found in structural areas. Pliskin finds them in, mm-hmm. in, in areas that would damage the big shell. Mm-hmm. And so Stillman is like, okay, finally, this makes sense. The bombs you found, I don't know why they're there. They're waste. Mm-hmm. But Pliskin found the ones that would... would Serious harm. You know? Um, and the thing is, though, that Pliskin found them by accident. Yeah, because they were completely scentless. <laughs> the, the radar didn't smell them or sense the, the, the gas, right? Yeah. <laughs> so Pliskin was like, looks like he fooled you, man. Look, look, it looks like the, the student has surpassed the master. He's like, someone's like, damn, my, my, my radar isn't working. He's like, you know what? I got to go. Something's not right about this. I need to check out these bombs. And Ryan's like, no. With your fake leg, you have a little limp. You're going to walk too slow. We can't protect you. Mm-hmm. Like, don't do it. Um, and someone's like, I have something to say. Please don't get mad. <laughs> don't get mad. Um, I am a liar. Big liar and the biggest liar of all the liars. And not gonna lie, he lied about something pretty bad. Yeah. So he didn't lose his leg in the explosion. So he's just faking a limp, faking yep. that his leg is fake. Apparently, what happened is that in that church explosion, he made a mistake. It exploded, which again, I don't blame him for this part. He made a mistake. It mm-hmm. happened. What happened though was that he was so sad and hurt by the mistake he made. He pretended to be a victim of the explosion, too, so that he wouldn't have to address the families of the victims. Mm-hmm. And, like, he wanted to address them as a victim himself. Yeah. He, he couldn't face them as unharmed. Someone, as Yeah, unharmed and as someone who completely failed them. So he was like, I got this fake light. Like, it was all just a ruse because he couldn't address or acknowledge what he did. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh. I was like, that's rough. And I feel like too, like it's at this moment too, where like, again, like you were saying earlier, Stillman wants to right this wrong so bad. And he was met with like, he's like, okay, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna write this wrong. And Ryan is like, no, no, you, you can't because you're like, and like Stillman had nothing else to say, but admit it at that point. Cause he could have been like, oh, okay, I'll stay here. But he was, he's trying to write that wrong. Mm-hmm. But then also it's like by writing it, you're going to have to, confront this you know yeah. confronted face on so and it, it's interesting that like i feel like you know when, when whenever you admit you lie or you admit a deep dark secret there is a relief and so i just wonder what stillman felt saying this to raiden and snake like um saying it to raiden and, and Pliskin. Pliskin, um just two randos mm-hmm. i feel like it probably w- would be a little bit easier because they don't have any stake in anything yeah Stop talking to the therapist. You're like, this is third party who's know anything. So, <sighs> so anyway, Stillman's like, I will go. I will fix this. I can traverse just fine. And that's it. Also, I made a second sensor. <laughs> yeah. He made another sensor to pick up the scentless bombs. Yeah. I guess he was just um, bored in that pantry where they left him. And he just decided to construct a different kind of sensor. And this sensor doesn't interact with the radar at all. It's like a, uh, it, it reacts by beeping. So it's like a giant game of hot and cold. Yes. So, yeah, there's no um map kind of, right? It's just you hold it and you like 
waiting for the sounds to get louder or more frequent? Uh, more frequent. Mm, okay, the beeps to get more frequent. So Stillman is playing this game of hot and cold. He's trying to right this wrong that he, I guess, I mean, I guess the, I feel bad. It was a mistake with the church and then it was a mistake of Fat Man's <laughs> creation. But like, he didn't really, that's not his fault. Yeah, I mean, he, he viewed himself as a coward and mm-hmm. he felt he was hiding behind the victims, which, you know, it, it, the lie that he told is very bad. It is rough. Um, so I, I, this whole thing is him trying to right that wrong. And he says earlier in the game that he, he's questioning whether or not he taught the right things to fat man. Mm-hmm. Um, and I believe that that was like almost literally, literally what the, the mission statement of the game was. What? It's like, uh, the, the mission statement of the game was like, what? And what not to pass on. And Stillman, I think, is like the the literal thing Oh, is it one of the overall game? Yeah. In, in uh, the first part of MGS2, we talked about like what the Kojima's idea of the game was. And it was like what what to pass on. Okay. And I feel like this is like the, the a major like stroke of like, did I teach the right thing? Okay, I see. And I mean, I think, too, he's also taking it upon himself you know, while he's having that question, he's also personally going and helping out. Still, he's made mistakes in the past. He's questioning whether what he did um, as far as teach Fat Man was right. And he's still like, you know what? I still have some some strength in this. I still have some game in this. I'm going to help you, Raiden, as we go and figure out what, you know, Fat Man's plan is. So again, Fat Man's plan is very much these ill-placed bombs and as stillman's navigating this he realizes that wait a minute fat man's plan is that once these ill-placed bombs are rendered inactive Mm -hmm. there's main c4 that will actually blow up the big shell yeah and unfortunately for (laughs) stillman and everyone involved he he realizes this just as uh pliskin freezes the last bomb <laughs> and there's like this moment it, it's kind of funny like stillman he's like damn that was it <laughs> and it, it, it triggers two bombs one in shell one and one in shell two and these will actually blow up the big shell yeah so now it's an actual issue <laughs> now it's a real threat <laughs> so uh, as Ryden, you're tasked to go to strut no, sorry, uh, well, well, Stillman is with the bomb in shell one at the moment. Okay, he found the... He, he found it before it was activated because, like, Pliskin happened to find it by chance. I see. That, that was the reason why he went over there to begin with. But um, uh, he kind of does, like, some mathematical stuff in his head, I suppose. And he's like, in order to bring down the shell, the second bomb needs to be at the bottom of strut A. Oh, because... As the bomb expert, he's like, okay, that would make sense as far as like what would damage. Yeah, so he he basically tasks Ryden. He was like, get that sensor, go to the bottom of strut A. You got like well, something like four hundred seconds or something. You got to go. Is there a timer when you yeah, do this yeah. part? Oh yeah. Oh, frightening. So you're tasked with that, and um, Stillman's in the room with the other bomb. Mm-hmm. So you you run over. You got a little timer, which is I hate timed missions and games. So you run over. And before you get to that bomb, you get a call from 
Stillman, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Stillman is just more or less calling you, and he's like, this is it. And you're like, what? Fat, fat man got my number, man. I, I'm a goner. So apparently, the room that Stillman goes into with that bomb is like rigged, right? It's like booby-trapped. Yeah, a microwave or something like that. I don't, I don't know exactly what, but he's, he's not in a good spot. So essentially, he calls Ryan, and he's like, this is it. Um, please stop another bomb, but I'm done here. And he gives Ryan like a nice little compliment. What does he say? Like you have the was it the right stuff? <laughs> um, something along the, the the lines of that. But he's like, you could do it. I know you can. And maybe maybe he meant it. Maybe he was just like, please, for the love of God, please, <laughs> Aww. please do it. And as you're on the phone with him, well, on the codec talking to him, you hear the bombs go off. You hear Stillman screams, and the codec cuts off. He dies? Maybe. See, most likely. With this game, if we don't see like the actual bloody, unmoving body, I'm skeptical. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's kind of hard to fake a a boom. And he 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 basically kissed a bomb as it was exploding. Like <laughs> I'm it, holding out. I'm holding hope. Uh huh. We don't see the body yet. Not yet. <laughs> but you never know. Maybe there'll be like some like ninja Stillman. Oh, <laughs> he just comes back as a different character. Yeah, maybe. So, you know, that happens. And sadly, as with this game, you have a mission. You got to keep going. You, you you have to defuse this bomb. You run to the bottom of strut A and you play this game of hot and cold and you find the bomb and you defuse it, which is great. You did it. <laughs> yay. Um, yay. Uh, sorry for Stillman, but you did it. When you uh, defuse this bomb, you get a call from Colonel, and he's like, uh, Fat Man contacted us directly. I know. Yeah, that's this is the first time any member of Dead Cell contacted the Colonel. Yeah. What does Fat Man want? Uh, Fat Man wants Raiden. In what way? Yo. I'm just, what, what do you mean he <laughs> wants him? Um, well, he, he uh, knows that the bombs were defused, because, you know, nothing... Nothing exploded. And yeah, and I bet you he has his own little trackers and whatnot. Yeah. Apparently, uh, they killed a hostage on top of a roof and they were like, I want the guy who did it. Oh, to come meet me. Yeah. On the roof. On the roof of this strut or else I'm going to blow up this strut. (laughs) And apparently there's a bomb there. This man just unlimited arsenal of bombs. Yeah, it's great. (laughs) So Ryan's like, Cool, great. Uh, get to do this again. Mm-hmm. So he's heading on up, and on his way to the elevator up on the top of Strade, while waiting for the elevator, you run into Fortune. Cool. And this is a boss fight, actually. It is a boss fight. It, some could say that this is like the first real boss fight for Raiden. This is yeah. This is essentially the first boss fight for Raiden. And the best part about this boss fight is. You cannot hit Fortune. Yeah. Just like the cutscene in which we first met her, not the everything you throw at her misses her. Yeah. It, the funny thing about this is like, there's no tricks. There's no like, you know, like Psycho Man. It's like, oh yeah, just put put the controller in the second port. Nothing. No. There's nothing. It's literally like just survive. 
Yeah, and it's almost comical in that her health is also super low. Like, she has the smallest health bar. Yeah, it's small enough <laughs> to, to make you go, like, if I could just hit her once, mm-hmm. she'll go down. <laughs> and that's, I feel like that that's just there to taunt you. Mm-hmm. To be like, yeah, she has the smallest health bar ever, but it doesn't matter. It, it, you're not going to hit it her. It doesn't matter. And so this is really, like you just said earlier, a game of avoiding her railgun, avoiding what she throws at you, mm-hmm. and just just surviving. And you survive long enough to see Vamp come into the room. <laughs> Lovely. Yo, can you imagine? Yo. <laughs> so Vamp comes in, and I, I, honestly, at this point, when I played it, I was like, I'm done. Like, I cannot fight her. And he's even worse, I would say, because he's uh-huh. going to suck my blood. Like, he's even worse. But he comes in. I love how they're not even concerned about you. They start talking, Fortune they're, and Vamp. Just casually. They just start talking. And you're getting some nice tea, though. Vamp tells Fortune, yo, Fat Man has gone rogue. Like, he's not he's not working with us anymore. He doesn't have loyalty to Commander Jackson. And you're like, I mean, oh. me, when I heard that. Mm-hmm. This is not, we're getting more characters. Mm-hmm. Who is Commander Jackson? And one... Why, why is Fat Man going rogue? And two, is this some like overarching member that we should be concerned about now too? Mm-hmm. You know? So Vamp, Vamp is like, look, he's gone rogue. We we got to figure out what to do with him. Vamp starts to walk towards you though. Like, you know, he sees Raiden, so he's going <laughs> to come like, and fight you. Like, lovely. And Fortune's like, Vamp, no. Like, not now. Mm-hmm. I guess they're going to go, they want to deal with Fat Man. Oh, there's also a little bit more tea that we should discuss too. Go ahead. And I can't believe we forgot. Bef- uh, Fortune thought that you were someone else. What did she say? Before the fight, she says something along the lines of like, I can't believe that you were alive after all. And I want to kill. There's something along the lines of like, I want, I can't wait to kill you just like you killed my father. And then she sees Raiden and she's like, you're not him. Hmm. Oh. So she. Interesting. So she was expecting someone else. Mm-hmm. Someone who killed her father. We don't know who her father is. Right? I believe. Uh, uh, maybe. No, I don't think so. Future Tom, do we know who her father is? I'm so sorry. I feel like I, I'm playing my cards close to my chest on this episode. I, I just genuinely forget whether it is revealed through like a bonus codec conversation that you can have with Pliskin or something like that. It, it, for some reason, my memory is hazy right now. It could be post New Year's party stuff, but I, I think it's safe to say that the Marine Commandant is Fortune's father. Fortune believes that someone killed her father by blowing up the tanker. And who do people in the Metal Gear Solid universe believe blew up the tanker? Just put two and two together on that one. I I trust you guys. You're smart. Thank you, Future Tom. Thank you. Um, But interesting stuff. Interesting Mm -hmm. stuff. So we're getting some more tea, some more lore. Yeah, and... Uh, during this conversation, Vamp and Fortune also say like, oh, uh, that's not the, that's not who you thought it was. And she was like, yeah, disappointing. He's, he's a, he's a little wimp. 
So I ride in this poor guy just on this mission. No one cares about him. No. You know what's the one person who did care about him is now dead. Yeah. And we can say Pliskin cares, but Pliskin has, we don't know what Pliskin's deal is. Yeah. Uh, Pliskin, uh, I feel like you get the feeling that he's on your side, but there's something there. And I mean, even Stillman, when you were speaking to him privately, he said, look, watch out. Like, mm-hmm. I don't trust this guy. I mean, I trust you less. But this guy, he's he's mixing up his slogans. Something's up with him. The, yeah. He plants like a seed of doubt in you. Yeah, he was like, he's definitely not who he says he is. Mm-hmm. So, right? <laughs> it's poor. The VR missions did not train him adequately for this. No. They did. It was missing that human element of surprise, I guess. But anyway, like we were saying, you can't fight fortune. Vamp is coming straight at you. And Fortune's like, no. Um, they begin to talk with each other. And Raiden goes, this is my chance. And he aims his gun at Fortune, which I'm actually, I guess he's probably more scared of Vamp. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, maybe like the, the logic being, if you catch Fortune by surprise. That you can get her. That you can get her. So Raiden gets his gun. He aims at Fortune. Now. He shoots. And it misses. Womp womp. Yeah, of course. But... The bullet ricochets and hits Vamp dead in the forehead. Like square in the middle. <laughs> Literal middle. I think R- Raiden let off two shots. So I think one hit Vamp in the forehead and one hit him in the chest. Uh, the chest or like his lower abdomen, s- somewhere around there. Um, and it's funny because Fortune is like, <gasps> like she's shocked. She mm-hmm. guffaws. But what she says is, that was meant for me. Like, like she wants to die. Yeah. She's like, that was meant for me. And and she goes and like Raiden leaves the room. He just finds his exit. And she's left with Vamp and she's crying on him. Mm-hmm. I think there is some love between the two of them. Not like romantic, but like a, a com- companionship. Yeah, like a like a family member. You know? Um, yeah, Raiden is leaving and like <laughs> Fortune's like, I thought you can give me peace. But you couldn't kill me either. It's yeah. like, oh, it's, it's this weird thing where like she's sad for Vamp, but she's also like, I want to die. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot going on with her. And Ryan's Ryan at this point, I don't blame him. He's like, I am good. <laughs> I have a mission. I don't know what the hell is going on. I'm gonna leave you. And we are left in this cutscene with her crying over Vamp. And you know, it's it's kind of sad. She's like holding him. It's a little poetic in the the visual of it. Mm-hmm. Um, she's holding him. And she's looking down at him as her his head is in her lap. Mm-hmm. And she lets out a single tear. And it drops on Vamp's face. Uh-huh. And then instantly, he just opens his eyes. And he's like, there's no need for sorrow, queen. He's like, don't cry for me, baby. He doesn't say that, but in my head. No time for sorrow, queen. Yo. And he's alive. Unbelievable. I, yeah. I vamp. Oh, okay. <laughs> miss this though right yeah right doesn't know so from his point of view he killed vamp that's true he so, really thinks he did it he, so <laughs> if we see vamp again he's like what is going on <laughs> why i would just burst into tears when I was <laughs> oh man so you know at this point ryan thinks he's killed one member of dead cell he goes in the elevator he heads up and he meets the most new york man i've ever met in my life fat man this dude Sounds, New York. No, this dude sounds like he's from deep Brooklyn. 
<laughs> like the OG 90s Brooklyn ice. Yeah, like this dude was born and raised in a brownstone, you know? <laughs> That's like, how he sounds, like, though. Yeah, no, like... Like he he talks like in a New York, like like a literal like like an, a stereotypical Brooklyn man. This so we you know we go up the elevator, we meet this man on the roof. He wanted to meet Ryden. You meet him. Multiple things up with this man. One, the most New Yorker you've ever met. He has on Heelys. Mm-hmm. He he's in roller skates. I call them Heelys though. He's on <laughs> roller skates. He also is drinking red wine. While skating? With a straw, mind you. So, maybe it doesn't mess up his teeth. Does red wine stain your teeth? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, how much red wine are you drinking, man? Yo, I kind of fuck with him. I don't know. I, I feel like he's... You, I, let's hear him out. <laughs> let's hear him out. <laughs> he's got a big puffer coat. Like, I know it's a bomb disposal coat, but it... it Look, New Yorker stereotype. Big, it, puffer. big puffer coat. Buffer coat, yo. He is. I and I feel like this, the sad thing too is that if we saw someone strolling down the street like that, we'd be like turning away. I'm no, not. like <laughs> I've seen people that look like Fat Man in the city. Oh, oh, he, he's only missing like a Yankee fitted. Yes. <laughs> but just like he, his voice. Honestly, if there's anything you do, go hear his voice. It's so funny. And this man is like a genius, a bomb. A, a, he's a he's a genius he, at creating bombs. A, a, a pure prodigy. Yeah, pure prodigy. Um, and Raiden, Raiden can care less. Raiden has a mission. Mm-hmm. He begins like, you look, wh- like you want to blow up the big show. I I know you want the ransom. Like you're never gonna get it. Like stop. Enough is enough. And Fatman goes to him. He's like, ransom. Like what are you talking? And he says it in the most New York accent ever. Like what are you talking about? What are you talking about? So. Remember in the beginning of the game, I think Colonel says that Dead Cell wants, was it a trillion dollars? No, it wasn't a trillion. <laughs> it was definitely like a couple hundred billion. A couple hundred billion. They that That's what Dead Cell was asking for. And Fat Man's like, he, he says ransom as if he doesn't know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. He's like, ransom? I don't know. But he's like, what I actually want, I just want to be the most famous bomber ever. That's my goal. I don't care about money. He's He says what he does is an art. I mean... Art is subjective. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> that is true. Right? Modern art. There's such a wide range of, of things. Well, this can, this podcast can be considered art. In a sense, yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's audio art. <laughs> so he, what he's doing, he could okay. So yeah, what he's doing is art, I guess. <laughs> anyway, you have to fight him. This is an actual boss battle. You can actually hit him. You can hit him. Hooray! It's hard to hit him though because he's on Heelys. He's on roller skates and he's zooming around with his. Is he holding the red wine too while he's running around? No, he he threw it down on the ground in anger because you, you pissed him off because you were like, "You're just a murderer and that's all people ever remember you for." And he's like, "How dare you? I'm an artist." <laughs> so you you run around, you try to catch him, you kick him, you trip him as he's on these skates. And as you fight him, part of the boss um, mechanics is that he also has bombs planted on the roof where you're yeah. fighting him. And you have to freeze them, no? Yeah. Uh, he likes to play this little game of, like, planting a bomb, have Raiden defuse the bomb, and then fight him at the same time. It, it's it's It can be a little tricky for a new a newer player. Mm-hmm. Um, if you've played the game uh, a couple of times, it's, it, it's light work. How long... Do the bombs last when, like, he plants one? Because you, I remember you're giving timers yeah. as you're fighting him for the bombs going off. Uh, if I remember, it's like 30 seconds. 
So that can be a little tricky. It can be. No, if 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 you're a newer player or you're, I don't know, you're you're caught slipping. Yeah. Um, it can be a little tricky. Does he plant multiple bombs at once while you're fighting him? Uh, it depends on the difficulty. Um, it, it, I mean, on higher difficulties, he plants like three or four. So you're just running around and then you have to hit him in between defusing these bombs or freezing the bombs. Terrible. So eventually you're good enough. You defuse the bombs and also kick him a little bit Mm -hmm. and you beat him. Hooray. You beat him and he's like, you know, he's on the floor. He's sitting, he's like out of breath because, you know, he was roller skating. He's like, you know what? I have one bomb left. Good big, luck. It's the biggest bomb in the whole place. <laughs> oh, also, um, I, I I don't want to forget this. He 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 loves his hands. Uh huh. He's like, I have beautiful hands. These hands create works of art. <laughs> Dude, he really he really sees himself as an artist. I, yeah, and I think and, and I I don't know if my uh, mind is betraying me or not. But I think that like his character model, like his hands are like very meticulously detailed. Like his nails look nice and Feature Tom. Are his is his hands any different than any other character in the game? Yes. Fat Man has extravagant nails. If uh, you do a Google search right now and just type in like Fat Man's hands. Put Metal Gear Solid 2 also. So, you know, you dodge potential weird stuff. Um, You'll see that he has like very nice nails and they're very different from other hands in the game. So he takes well, well care of his hands. I really think I'm right. I really do. (laughs) Thanks, future Tom. These hands are gifted. (laughs) (laughs) These these hands are gifted. (laughs) So, you know, you beat him and he's like, there's one bomb left. Good luck. Mm-hmm. And can you tell me your process, your first time playing it, when you beat him, he has one bomb left. Mm-hmm. It cuts to you playing and there's a timer, right? Yeah. What what did you go through that first round? Um, well, I, I tried the sensor and the sensor is like near Fat Man. Okay. And I'm like, okay. So I, I, like, I tried like looking around and I'm like, what the? the fuck do i do what i don't see any bomb um you're given a little bit of time to, to mess more, around more than 30 seconds yeah more than 30 i forget the exact span of time but like you're given time to think okay and it's it's under him like you could physically pick up fat man's body and it's this massive bomb he's it, just like sitting on or it's just, on him yeah, yeah. He's, he, i don't know how he pulled this off but he did it the first time you play this, did you pick him up and find the bomb? I, you know, it's genuinely been so long. I don't remember. I know I didn't. <laughs> I know I didn't. I know. I, I like, like you, when I check the sensor, you see it near him and you're like, it must be somewhere around. I let the bomb go off. And then I try to think out of the box. And I was mm-hmm. like, I kicked him a couple times, I think, where like I try to like melee him. And I mm-hmm. think by mistake, I grabbed him. And that was the only way I knew. That I, was under him. It must have been something similar for me then. I just, for for me, I'm like, I played that game so much, I don't remember my first time. Aww. I know, it's 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 a little sad, but, <laughs> you know, I just... Yeah. You know, it's in, your, it's in there somewhere. It's in there somewhere. But you find the last bomb, it's on him, and you freeze it, right? Oh, yeah. You can freeze it just like all the others. So, mm-hmm. thankfully, the, the, the threat of the bombs are gone. 
beautiful. And with that done, your new, well, your mission as you continue on is to find and rescue the president. Oh yeah, there's the president. Yeah, remember that? We yeah. had multiple missions. We're this mission, remember, we were taking over for Alpha and Bravo team. Yeah. Um, that was their job. And they all got eliminated. So you did that, and now it's back to find the president. You speak to Colonel when you kind of update him on what's going on. And Ryden says, Colonel, Fat Man didn't know about the ransom. It's not that he didn't want it. He was perplexed by me mentioning that. Mm-hmm. And Colonel goes. Anyway, you have to find the president. Colonel just disregards you. Yeah. I mean, he he does say it's like he seemed to be coming from a different place than the other terrorists. But I don't know. Mm. Like he I, so okay, he he acknowledges that question, but he never goes into it. Yeah. And I mean, Fat Man says a couple of lines that seem a little interesting. Um, now, if I remember right, Raiden kind of presses him on, like, the terrorists and uh, their their overall goal. And Fat Man has no clue, but he wants to, like, like uh, do, like, this little game with Raiden with the bombs. Okay. And then he's like, bring it on, I say. They'll be happy, too. Who's they? I don't know. Like, this is, he says, like, like, this is the highlight of the party. And bring it on, I say. They'll be happy, too. So he is a little, I mean, kind of like what Fortune and Vamp are saying. Maybe he's going a little rogue. Like maybe he's just being a little uh, flower, flowery with his language. Because he's mm-hmm. part of Dead Cell. There's just Commander Jackson that we don't know about. Mm-hmm. But there's something different about Fat Man. Fat Man is not in line with what information you were given. Yeah, Fat Man it, it definitely seems to be a character that it is just not in line with anyone else. Okay. And you know what? That's fair. And we still have Vamp to <laughs> like to work with. We still have Fortune. Mm-hmm. And then we have this Commander Jackson who was mentioned that we have yet to see. Mm-hmm. So I guess we'll we'll learn more. Cause cause Fat Man's done. We've seen his body. He's yeah, dead. Yeah, he's definitely dead. He's dead. And hopefully maybe the president will have some answers. Maybe. You know? Because that's our job now to find them. Mm-hmm. Do we know the president's name? No, right? Yeah, James Johnson. Oh, yeah. That's one of the, the pop the, quiz. You the, see, the, the literal good, president. Good thing you didn't ask me the pop quiz questions. Uh, <laughs> anyway, we're going to end the episode here. Everyone, thank you so much. Again, we're recording this on New Year's Eve. So, Happy New Year. We're a little frazzled today, right? But we're doing... Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I, I feel like we might have missed one or two details. But I feel like I feel like we do, we're doing great. You don't want Future Tom to go back in? and I'm, I'm sure that Future Tom is going to go back in. I, I just... <laughs> It's New Year's Eve, guys. You know what? No, we're fine. Tom, you're fine. It's okay. okay. Again, we do the best we can. Always. We're in this class with all of you. We're learning and growing just like you. Hope you're enjoying Metal Gear Solid 2 if you're playing it for the first time. For people who are returning because they just love this game. We are so excited to do our 201 episode where we deep dive. I can't wait for that. That That is the main pull for me. Uh talking about this game i want to talk about <laughs> everything everything just break it all down yeah so everybody hope you had a good new year's hope you're safe hope your family and you are doing well take care of yourselves love you all we'll see you in two weeks tom happy new year happy new year thank 2024 2024 baby <laughs> everyone thank you so much have a good night bye bye